comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblechild.com slash outnowpodcast. Over 150,000 titles to choose from for your Android, iPhone, Kindle, or MP3 player. This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking the fourth annual summer movie gamble. All bets are off, except when they're on again. Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, konnichiwa! Out Now is a film podcast. It's Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. However, every now and then, we like to have these special bonus episodes, whether it's one of our fun commentaries or something completely different. And this is something completely different. This is but some, this is not this is off the rails. Not off the rails, but this is this is something special. This is... Uh, this is where we start get stop being nice and start getting real, as I like to say. Of course, no one else has ever said that. <laughs> so I'm glad to be the first. Uh, we're doing our 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 fourth annual summer movie gamble. This is where Abe and I, along with the various guests that I have for the show today, uh, dig into what we think are going to be the top ten highest grossing films of the summer, domestically speaking, um, with a couple dark horse takes as well. But it's a good chance for us basically to preview the summer movies. Give our thoughts on what we think is going to be, you know, big and what's not, and also get a real big competition in here because this is this is where the stakes truly get high. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be something, guys. Um, so joining Abe and I to just to go over what our lists are for the top ten films of the summer, we have from Fast Film Reviews, the man, the myth, the minion. It's Mark Hoban. Hi everyone. From Game Revolution, on his way to Tomorrowland, it's Peter Paris. Hey hey. And. Jumping back in time to find some Terminators, it's Jordan Grout. Oh, hello. How are the three of you doing today? Answer all at once. Great. <laughs> okay. oh, I'm doing all right. It's pretty good. Okay. I'm, gl- I'm glad to have you guys on here, and you're not like the only, like, you guys are on this podcast, which is great. I'm happy to have you guys on here. You guys are not the only ones participating, though. We also have, uh, I already have picks from some of the other guests that are participating into this channel. Some write-ins. Yeah, I have some write-ins from Scott Mendelson, friend of the show. Alan Aguilera, another friend of the show, and of course Adam Gentry. Um, so this should be, uh, and uh, you know, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get some more as well. I haven't received all of them yet. We also have friend of the shows Jose Cordova and Maxwell had padded. Uh, so we're, uh, we're gonna get. That's what is that? That's that's uh, that's nine of us. <laughs> Am I reading that right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's nine of us doing this challenge this year, guys. This is the biggest summer movie gamble ever. Hmm. I, I I just figured that'd be a little more exciting. You that's say that's not not including you though. So ten total. No, that's nine. That's yeah. Aaron, Abe, Mark, Peter, Maxwell, Scott, Alan, Jose, Adam. That's nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jordan. Oh shoot! I don't have you. I, I, yeah, it's, it's ten. <laughs> it is ten. Right. It's definitely ten. I forgot the loser. I mean, I forgot Jordan. I uh, the winner. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. You're it's gonna be a long right. podcast. See, this is. This <laughs> You could go. You could go talk. You could go rant on uh, Cinema Maxwell if you want on the on Maxwell's podcast. If you want to. <laughs> yes, you're right. We have ten. That's even bigger than I thought. Wow, it's gonna be a huge list, guys. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. 
You guys excited? Very. I'm excited, although, like, I'm, I'm excited, although, um, this is one of those things where it's just like when I have, uh, Oscar parties and I have to vote for things that I don't really like. Cause, like, there's gonna be ones in this top ten where I'm like, ugh, I don't like this. I don't think I'm gonna like this movie, but I think it's gonna make a lot of money. Well, doesn't matter now. <laughs> I know, it's out of my hands. Alright. Uh, well, for those that aren't familiar, basically, um, as I said at the top of the show, we have, we're going to go through our what we think are going to be the top ten highest grossing films of the summers from a domestic standpoint. We're also going to pick some dark horses. This is going to this is going to basically our list begins for us. Some summer movie season begins next week, May first, when uh, when Avengers hits theaters and ends Labor Day weekend. And around that time is when we'll record the results show. There is a very complicated grading rubric that I will be using to add up all the points from everybody, with some support from Abe, of course, as well, to make sure you know double crunch double those checking. numbers, yeah. double check and crunch those numbers, carry the ones. Subtract some fours, uh, what have you. Um, but yeah, this should be this should be good, guys. And uh, this is where we're gonna just kind of jump right in and start making our picks here. So, um, all right, uh, I guess we'll go like we'll go ten down, and then we'll read our dark horses all last, and we'll try to you know we'll obviously we'll converse and what have you about the various picks that we make. Granted, however much time we might need for said picks. Um, but with all that said, let's start with Jordan. Jordan, what is your number ten pick? Uh, my number 10, hold on, I'm quickly numbering them. This is episode 189, by the way. <laughs> okay. Uh, Just uh, wanted to say that. I don't know yeah. that but it is. I was like, okay. Uh, number 10 is uh, Ted 2. Ted 2. Pretty low. Uh, well, I think all the movies I have are going to do well. I say, it, I, I say that because like, the first Ted was uh, number 5 of uh, 2012 with uh, 218 million. That was a big surprise too. Yeah, people weren't expecting that. But of course, there's also one million ways to die in the West last year, which was bomb. which did not do well. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. Who who you take that? To? <laughs> the teddy bear. All right, uh, Peter. What's your number ten? San Andreas. San Andreas. I mean, I. I almost didn't put it in the top ten, but I feel like there's a lot of love for The Rock right now, so I'm thinking it might just get in there. See, I thought the same thing, but then I remembered Hercules by himself, yeah. and you know, I, I was on the fence about it, and I yeah. didn't make my top ten. It was like number eleven. Hercules. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it could be a, it could be a last year. Yeah. But you know, it's 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 tough. Mark Hoban, you're number ten. Fantastic Four. I, I have a lot of faith in Marvel and Disney, but I don't have faith in Marvel and Fox. So I, I felt like I had to put it in my top ten, but it's, it's getting the, the very bottom slot. Abe, what's your number ten? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Quick show of hands. Um, does anyone else have Fantastic Four anywhere in their box office? Yes, show of hand. So you That's know. a dark horse. No, I don't. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna do well. So it's, okay. it didn't make my top ten. Or I want to discuss it since we're not because I don't have it at all in anywhere actually. Um, mm. And I I say that because it, this is where the dark horse discussion starts to get in. We'll get to you know what those picks are later. But I I was looking a lot at the Wolverine. The Wolverine oh, starring exactly starring That's, Hugh that Jackman. Was, that was my thinking. Starring Hugh Jackman, you know the most popular X Men character. That movie couldn't make it into the top ten. So what chance does? 
does a movie starring Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan, Jane <laughs> Bell, and Kate Mara have to break the top ten open? But but that's the very bottom though. Uh, Marvel comics generally do really well. It's it's hard for them not to to do at least like 130, 140 million. Yes, actually that's that. a, there's that's so, an but there's so point. many there's so many good or not good but there's so many big movies coming out and if I look at a movie like The Wolverine in a summer where it could have easily I think we all had it in our top ten list actually so. or at least a Dark Horse that movie couldn't even crack it was number thirteen it couldn't it it, be, it got beat by Grown Ups two and The Conjuring and The Great Gatsby and that's you know Hugh Jackman one of the biggest movie stars in the world that couldn't break the top ten like what 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 makes Fantastic Four what ha- what gives it that drive to pull into the top ten list. I don't know what the answer to that question is. Well, I guess part of it is like how much you think it'll do. But the original Fantastic Four, if you adjust for inflation, would have done two hundred million. I, I don't think it'll do that much, but I, I think that you know it should at least do maybe one fifty. I'm very curious to see. I, I mean, the, I based mean, on the reactions of the trailer, I mean, people don't even like the now. original Fantastic Four, and right? I, yeah, I and Mark's this... Mark's point is well taken because I don't have it doing like extremely well, but I do have it above one fifty. Um, so, well, I mean, you're saying it's in your top ten. I, I find it interesting that you put that ahead of a Marvel Studios movie, where it's hard to bet against Marvel. I would right, say and point. I think I, it's not that I'm betting against Marvel. I just, in terms of, you kind of are. You have it in uh, ten. <laughs> yeah, it's still in the top ten though. But I mean, recall that we all had Guardians of the Galaxy very low last year, and that right. ended up being the number one movie this summer. <laughs> yeah, and again, I have full faith and confidence in Marvel. Uh, I'm not sure if the property is well known, but I could say the same thing about Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm happy to be wrong, uh, I, but I think I'm right. Yeah, I actually thought I was going to have to justify putting it as low as 10. I'm surprised that it, it actually I had isn't. it in my dark horse for a long time, but then I just figure, I don't think this movie can make a top 10. I'm just, I'm so curious. I want it, I want it to be good. Like, I want to see this Fantastic Four movie. I like Josh Trank. I like Michael B. Jordan, of course, and you know, yeah. the rest of the cast, and Kate Mara. But I mean, it's a, it's, it's a, it's an interesting spot. Well, but remember, this isn't about, uh, good or bad. I'm not saying, yeah, I'm not. I, yeah, you just brought up Grown Ups 2. So, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> um, cause I, I think it's more me going off the internet. Feels like everybody does not like the trailers for Fantastic Four. So I don't think the interest is as high. That's why I didn't put it in the top 10. It comes oh. up beginning of August, which is, it could be a good spot because there's not too much happening after that to kind of provide too much That's challenge, but there's just so many other things also already out. So it's hard. It's a hard thing to read. Also, did you guys, when doing your top ten, is there a number in mind for like, like what what is the minimum amount something would have to make to make the top ten? I, I think it's about I think I, it's about one fifty. I think around one fifty one seventy would be anything would make the top ten if you make that much money. That's generally a good spot, yeah. Yeah, as, far as kind of the money goes, but I, I just I don't take that into account because it's just too complicated for me. Right. <laughs> I, well, and I don't see Fantastic Four making that much. That's why I'm like, yeah, like maybe one thirty. Like, so that was another reason. Certainly see. I have Terminator Genesis at number 10, by the way. Oh, um, well, that's going to be way higher. We'll see. I know you're anti-Terminator, but I mean... It's not like, a matter of quality. It's a matter of how much interest there right, is in they, a Terminator. They have movie. marketed the heck out of it. The commercials are everywhere for that thing. Like, yeah, so. and? <laughs> I, <laughs> I, mean, I see commercials for a lot of movies that don't make money. <laughs> I, I, nah, I think that one's going to be uh, for sure top 10. It's a tough uh, spot. I mean, it, it, it opens the July 4th weekend. It's got so America's guys, Sweetheart I, Jai Courtney in there, so, you know. America's I, Sweetheart Jai Courtney. I, right. <laughs> America, there's also, America's um, Australian Sweetheart Jai Courtney. There's also Edge of Tomorrow last year, and those trailers were everywhere. Yes, and, they were. 
That's sort of underwhelmed. That one, like, barely so made a hundred million. The West, and so it's had a Terminator Dragon is... 2. There's a lot of movies that get advertising. I'm not marketing yeah. it. Just... I don't have uh, Terminator anywhere in my top ten. So. I... Really? Wow. No. And oh. I can look at the... I could... Let me read the other list, by the way. Scott has Fantastic Four at number ten. Alan has San Andreas at number ten. And Adam has Terminator at number ten. Ah. Um, uh, neither Scott or Alan have Terminator... Uh, Scott has Terminator as a dark horse. And Alan doesn't have Terminator at all in his... Not a, not many of us seem to be betting on Terminator right now. I mean, uh, Terminator Salvation. I mean, that had Christian Bale in it, and it didn't. It was terrible. So I don't. I don't know. I think that. I mean, I that was a. And he was coming off of the the Batman he's com- series. He's off I mean, Dark Knight, and that was a crowded summer for what it was. That said, I mean, it, word of mouth wasn't good on that movie. And again, it doesn't necessarily matter all the time, but. I mean, Revenge of the Fallen was number one at that summer, but, so, but it's it's tricky. But I mean, the last Terminator movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger in 2003, with Rise of the Machines, that was a big hit. It was a huge hit with Arnold, who was coming off of not acting for a long time for a while, or, yeah. or, due to being a governor. And he was just going into being the governor, oh. or whatever, at that point. But it, it was still, he still, you know, was choosing projects more liberally. Uh, I, I think part of it has to do with like I don't know. I mean, it's the whether people are receptive to it. And I think at that time, people were really receptive to Arnold. Now, I, I just feel like, it, it to me, it just seems like a stale property. What's your logic, Peter, in thinking that it's going to be... Uh, let's get, we'll get to that when we get to your pick, I guess. Okay. Right. We'll get to Terminator, because I want to keep moving. Uh, Jordan, what's your number nine pick? <laughs> My number nine is uh, Magic Mike. Magic Mike. You think it's that good? Yeah? Um. Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to do very well. Okay. Peter, number nine. I almost had number. I almost used uh, Magic Mike in there. Uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. Because I think it's gonna. Because I'm. I don't think it's gonna be anywhere near what a Guardians of the Galaxy is. But it is still a Marvel movie, so I can't imagine it not making the top ten. Yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself, Peter. Thank you. Well, thanks. You're welcome. Mark. I have San Andreas. Uh, I think. Uh, you know, like uh, I think Peter said, Dwayne Johnson is on a roll, and this looks like an, a Roland Emmerich disaster flick, and I think this could connect with people. Abe? I have Pixels. Pixels. The Adam Sandler thing? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay, I forgot about that movie. Yeah. yeah. That's that's a tricky one. I, I was going in and out on Pixels, whether or not I wanted to include that. It's just... It, like, Chris Columbus, big arcade stuff, Adam Sandler, all those things seem like they spell success, but I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to talk about. Um, I have Tomorrowland at number nine. Um, what I, what makes me feel awkward about these, I have Terminator and Tomorrowland at my ten and nine. Both are, they're the two, like, biggest dates of the summer next to, like, May 1st. Which you have July 4th release and a Memorial Day release. So it's like, how do you, <laughs> how do I put these so low where they're gonna have like great starts, probably? But I don't know. Right. Tomorrowland. Interesting, huh? Well, Magic Mike has the same release as Terminator. And, uh, another movie has the same releases. Or no, it did, it moved, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Magic, Magic Mike, uh, actually, uh, show ends for, for Pixels. Does anyone else have Pixels in their top 10? I do. You do? Okay. I do not. What about San Andreas at this point? Negative. No. Because that's what I'm curious about too. I mean, I, we talk about Hercules and the so Rock Peter and I are the only two that put it in our top ten. It looks like Alan has it as number ten, actually. Um, Adam has it as a dark horse. Hmm. 
Mine was almost in the top ten. Up until like a half hour ago, it was number ten. I had as a dark horse for a while, and I just I don't know. Like I don't. It the rock is so standalone tricky. Standalone rock movies. A yeah. standalone rock movie. It's right. so tricky. Like it's, yeah, I think this is more about like it being a Roland Emmerich type disaster flick, and it just yeah, happens. The the rock is like a little extra benefit, which I can agree with. But at the same time, it's like given all the other movies coming out, and given what people have seen as far as disaster picks goes, it's like. Is this movie enough to be be like, you know what? This is this isn't just another one of those. This is one that I want to see also, and I should go see it. But the, it's hard. If it was like a if it was a July Fourth or Memorial Day release, it'd be like, yeah, this could like just kill it. But I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so it's tricky. Um, let's see. Okay, number uh, actually, what else? Um, Scott has Spy at number nine, and Alan has Poltergeist at number nine, and Adam has Pitch Perfect Two at number nine. Uh, Jordan, what's your number eight? Pixels. Pixels. Okay. Yeah, I might be wrong, and I, uh, I'm, I'm afraid that I, I have a fear that's going to bomb. But another half of me thinks it's going to do very well. well. What's weird is May and July are like crowded. They're like crowd. Like May has all these things happening, um, and then July has Terminator, Magic Mike, Minions, Ant Man, Trainwreck, Pixels, Mission mm-hmm. Impossible. Vacation, all, all, all they they all come out week after week after week after week. Like there's no downtime in July. Um, yeah, I, you know, pixels, it's right in there. So we'll see. It's got a it's got a week of its own before mission between Mission Impossible and Ant Man. Um, uh, Peter, what's your number eight? Terminator. Terminator. Terminator, because I feel like so what you were asking me before. Yeah. I agree with, um, I'm sorry, I don't know who was saying it, but I agree that I don't think Arnold, him being in it is not as popular as before, but July 4th weekend to me is hard to deny. Um, and I feel like the that's commercial... why Tammy was such a huge success last year, but actually remember Tammy was a, what, okay. It wasn't a huge, but it did make my, some people thought it was kind of a flop. It wasn't a flop. I mean, no, it, I know, who, I know that for sure. Who, who got burned on that movie last year? I did. <laughs> I, I know. Uh. But here's, Here's the thing. I feel like the thing, the reason the Terminator Genesis, I think, could do well and have more interest than that terrible, uh, salvation is because it, it has that, at least from the trailer, it has that reboot type vibe where it's like they're in the same time period. So it's kind of like alternate universe. So we get to see a lot of things. But who does that appeal to? Here. What? Who does that appeal to? I think that appeals to science fiction fans, people who like, which, which are a lot of top 10, you know, can, can I ask a naive question? Yeah. Is this a reboot or a remake? It's neither. It's, it's neither, but it, it is has a, it is a side, it's a like sequel, prequel, uh, side story, alternate universe type thing that somewhat refreshes old ideas for right, a new audience. Right. Just like Mad, so just like Mad Max is like it's a sequel, but not everyone knows the you know '80s cult Australian apocalyptic movies, so it right. it can work for new audiences as well. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I don't necessarily know if I think Terminator is going to be good. I just I just got I don't know I got a weird vibe that I feel like it's going to do better than I think we were thinking. So that's why I was like I got to put it in the ten somewhere. So I picked eight. I'm just curious what they're what's being sold. I mean Schwarzenegger. It's Schwarzenegger playing his iconic character, so like that's fair. I mean, I have it in my number ten. Like, I think it's gonna make money, but it's it's just it's such a it. Yeah, I mean the there are trailers for it, that's for sure, and it has Daenerys Targaryen and everyone's favorite Jai Courtney. Uh, so <laughs> it's <laughs> right, and and Jason Clark, who I like. Um, 
but it it's like what I, I don't know what the appeal is besides like look at explosions and robots. They gave it a terrible title. Yeah, ter- yeah, yeah, a title, terrible title that no one's gonna terrible. be able to spell. Yeah, or, let alone title. say unless thinking about it. I mean, so it's it looks like hmm. Genesis or something. It just doesn't. It's cannot understand. I mean, I know it's Genesis, but, but what's it interesting? A, it's, I mean, it's a July Fourth release of a Schwarzenegger movie playing the Terminator. Like that seems like it spells money. Like, well, it it's funny because like 2015. Me, yeah, yeah. I think for me is that putting that at number eight. I mean, honestly, ten. Looking at my list here, ten, nine, and eight to me are all are all kind of like I'm not quite sure, but they should make the top ten. Pretty much everything the rest down, I feel, are all pretty much locks. Like, I'm like, these are all movies that are going to be pretty big because of their audiences or just because they're just big movies. So Terminator on my list is the last one that I'm kind of like, well, maybe, but I think so. So I think everything else you'll see I'm pretty confident about. So yeah, okay. Mark, you're number eight. Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, I think that the trailer has done a lot to sell this film. Um, it, a lot of positive reaction to it. Um, it's one of two movies in my top ten that I think the trailer really sold it. And uh, I, but but I'm putting it at eight because I think the R rating limits the box office a little bit. So that's why it's at eight and not higher. But do you think that like, and don't get me wrong, I can't wait for Mad Max. Honestly, I feel like Mad Max might be my favorite movie of the summer. I mean, unless it's terrible, I I cannot wait for that. But you really think like teenagers and stuff are going to care about Mad Max? I think they care about seeing very fancy car chases in the desert and looking really cool. Yeah, I and I think word is going to spread about on how amazing it is. Well, yeah, I think part is, of it is like how good the movie is, and I just my sense is that this amazing. one is good. Mm-hmm. The thing that I have because I, I I I know where Peter is coming from, and I agree with him because I don't have Mad Max in my top ten. Which was the hardest thing ever for me to do. Yeah. <laughs> to take, to take it out of my top 10 and put it as a dark horse. I, the R rating is that thing. It's also, it's, Avengers is still going to be out. <laughs> um, there's, then you have the, the weekend after you have big movies coming out. And I honestly think it's going to be like an Edge of Tomorrow situation where it'll get like its love and it'll make money, but I don't know how well it's going to do beyond that even with the 3d edge of tomorrow was also but 3D. do you remember when the trailer dropped that got a lot of buzz and i, I think yeah i i, I agree I that helps i i definitely agree i think i i just i'm looking at all these other you know previous years and looking at movies that are, i think people were really excited for but just they didn't make they didn't connect in the the strongest of ways but the only the best comparison I have is Godzilla, which did make the top ten and made a huge opening weekend, ninety three million dollars, and ended up making two hundred million dollars. But I feel like Godzilla, I don't know, there's something more iconic about that rather than the Mel Gibson drives around angrily in the eighties movies that came out. I don't think I don't think they're selling it as as like oh you loved the originals now watch this. I think no, yeah, they're, they're selling, selling it as just a new property. I I agree as well, and I I I would say I would say this again. I I think Warner Brothers. Does the, they do the best when it comes to marketing? I think as Wait, far as these the, kind of summer movies go. And tomorrow aside, where I don't think I don't even think there was much of a problem. I just don't know why it didn't connect as well as it could have. But I you think, think the, you yeah. think Warner Brothers does a really good job with marketing. I do, yeah. But what about Edge of Tomorrow? It was I'm talking about Edge of Tomorrow. I think that's like that's like a that's like an anomaly, if anything. I, oh, okay. Because I, I was about to say that was that that had great reviews, but it didn't do as big as people. I, I understand it didn't do as big, but I. Apparently that was always a tricky movie to sell. I don't know why. I was sold on it from the get go. I know some of you guys, Abe, you were more mixed on what you I thought, was mixed, and then I loved what it. What you thought of the potential, but then you loved the movie. Yeah. But for the most part, 
that movie aside, I look at all these other Warner Brothers movies that happen, and for the most part, they, they're they really well-marketed. I think. Wait, wait like, a minute, wait. Does that mean somebody here has Hot Pursuit in their top ten? Because that's a big Warner Brothers. They're marketing the that's heck not, out of that. That's not a tentpole movie, though. That's not something- How dare you? It's my number one. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like, like Godzilla, regardless of your thoughts on Godzilla, it had an amazing marketing campaign. Yeah, and, and uh, Let's not forget American Sniper. Warner Brothers handled that. That should be a textbook case on how to handle a film. You're right. American Sniper was beautifully executed marketing-wise. You're right. Yeah. That's... Even something crappy like Into the Storm, I think, for what that movie is, they did a good job marketing <laughs> that movie. Like they, they, I feel... they put effort into that. Movie. I don't know. I feel like Mad Max is going to be this year's um, Edge of Tomorrow. I, I do too. I, I think it's going to be, it, yeah, I think it's going to get great reviews. I think it's going to be really liked and I think it's going to have a long shelf life on video, but I'm just not sure what its box office is going to be. So, but I'm very, the dark horse. like I'm happy to see it get in. That's why I'm oh, yeah, for sure. But for like, sure. I just, I, it's hard for me to say this movie's definitely going to open to like $70 million and then make like another 160. Like it's hard for me to say that. Right. Right. Or, or I want it, may, it may open to 50 and then slowly build. Yeah, but the the where it's coming out in the summer, I don't know how if it's gonna have a chance to slowly build. I don't mm. know what the legs are. For like now that I think about it, why didn't they open Mad Max in April, like Fast and Furious? It would have had a whole month because it had competition with Fast and Furious. That's why. <laughs> well, but at least it only would have been one movie. There's gonna be so many movies in the summer to compete against. It's I mean, still... hmm, interesting. I don't know. Huh. Abe, what's your number eight? My number eight is Fantastic Four. I was really and... Mad Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fantastic Four is here because of the previous history run, but, um, I, I, I don't know if it's going to be a good movie. I like what you said. I hope that it is, but, uh, it's kind of where I have it. I have Spy at my number eight. Oh. Um, I, I look at, I mean, Tammy aside, you look at the heat. I know. Um, you look at Bridesmaids. I mean, you, you look at the, you, just what it's doing. Paul Feig's. McCarthy need, Summers are like serious I, hits. I need a comedy in here. It has a long lead in between stuff that's kind of similar to it. So, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, that, I think Jason Statham, just like the idea of having Jason Statham and Jude Law, some of these things and like what the kind of movie it is. I, I, I think it could do well. I, think I don't know. That one, you know, see, for me, that one, was very personal, which was weird, cause you're right, I should just think of the numbers, but, I don't, I just, the trailer just did not do it for me, and I really liked, uh, I like Melissa McCarthy, I like The Heat, I like Paul Feig, but, I don't know, and you're right though, I mean, it's got a good cast, I just, I don't know. I mean, if, if Paul Blart can make the money it does in April, then I don't see why The Heat, or why Spy can't do what it does in summer. That's true. That, so wait, are you saying then that you think Spy will do bigger than Hot Pursuit? Yes, easily. Wait, easily? I, I would agree with, I don't Hot have Pursuit. Spy in my top 10. Easily, they're both the same demographic and everything. Why easily? Because Hot Pursuit's, Spy's not coming out the week after Avengers in the second oh, that's, summer release. Spot. Well, but isn't it count, counter-programming? You can say that, but look at the history of movies that come out the week after the first movie of the summer. I mean, they're, they're not strong. Hmm, okay. Alright, good point. What was the movie last summer? That came out the week after? Yeah. What, what was, what the, was the first second weekend? weekend? What was the first weekend? Of... Was it X-Men? No, or... X-Men was Memorial Day last weekend. Uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man was the first weekend of the... Godz- Godzilla? Godzilla was the third weekend. The second weekend, Neighbors. 
Oh, okay, okay. Neighbors was huge. Neighbors did. It, did, it was number 11. It did well. Neighbors would have been the, the dark. But, but, right. So Neighbors did not make the top 10, though. No, it did not. <laughs> neighbors lost out. And I think you had it at number 10, Mark. I but, had it at 10. That would have given me so many Ninja points. Turtles, like, jumped ahead right at, like, the like the last week, which, like, screwed you over. Right. Because Neighbors huh. lost, lost you 10 points. points right there. Hmm. Like literally, it's like by dollars that Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like was able to climb into the top ten like in the last minute. Um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna get burned again by Melissa McCarthy. <laughs> Spy was something that it just. Well, I, I I couldn't fit it in the top ten. That was one of the last. I I changed things. I had it as a dark yeah. horse and put it in. I think because of my, because of how well the Heat did a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Where I decided, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. And this I, time. you know, and Melissa McCarthy's Identity Thief two did well, not in summer, but she had two back-to-back hits that year. Yes, The Heat and Identity Thief. And it, as much as I, I mean, Identity Thief, I didn't care for too much. The Heat, I liked more. But those movies aren't the best, and they're still doing really well. So yeah. I'm making, I'm making a case for you that that Spy could. Yeah, I think Spy. Do... Like, when did, uh, when did Get Smart come out? What was that? 2011. That was oh, wasn't that like June 11th or something? No, that could be Cleveland. Was that 2008? 2009? Maybe 9. Let's see. That was a while. Get Smart came out in 2008. 8. Okay. Was it Dark Knight movie? That was number 12, 130. Okay. Just looking at something kind of similar, I guess, like goofy spy comedy type thing. Yeah, and that had The Rock in it. It did have The Rock in it. You're right. What a wacky year this was, 2008, by the way. Dark Knight, Iron Man, Indiana Jones, Hancock, Wally, Kung Fu Panda, Sex in the City, Mamma Mia, here we go again, The Chronic, The Chronicles of Narnia, Prince Caspian, and Incredible Hulk. That's a, that is a diverse top ten list I've ever saw. Oh. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. Scott has Pixels at number eight, Alan has Ted 2 at number eight, and Adam has Fantastic Four at number eight. Um, alright. Moving on, number seven. Jordan, what's your number seven pick? All right, this is wishful thinking, but Mad Max. Mad Max, right? I want—I mean, I wanted to do amazing. I wanted yeah. the movie to be fantastic as it looks, and I wanted to be amazing. And it was higher, but I knocked it down a few. You gotta, I mean, again, I said like Godzilla's its biggest comparison point. I'd say, yeah, Godzilla was number seven last year. So. I think word is going to spread, and I think uh, a I lot of people. Our rating does hell. I just—I don't know what. But that recently, is. we've been seeing a lot of R-rating movies that do really well. Have we? Uh, American, those movies? American Sniper. American Sniper. Okay, no, I think there, there's an anomaly involved with American Sniper. <laughs> what the what the subject matter is and when it came out. Uh, the same demographic. In the, in the same demographic. Mad Max and American Sniper. Which probably, it's probably more truer than it is. Lego Movie. <laughs> Fifty Shades. Another, another R-rated. Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep, that was R. I feel like there's a lot of I feel like R ratings are actually yeah. kind of coming back into uh fa- you know fashion right now. I look at last summer, the only R-rated movie in the top ten was Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, let's see, Neighbors was eleven, Lucy was twelve. Lucy, remember Lucy? By the way, Lucy. that movie made a lot. Yeah, of money. that was a surprise. <laughs> yeah. um, Lucy was number. Wait, Lucy was rated R. Yeah, mm-hmm. was that rated R? I, well, yes, it was a hard R. All the violence. I guess so. Remember, Odite So was stabbing people. Left and right. So weird when we have a show like Daredevil. So I'm like, it's just weird the way it's a Netflix goes. show it doesn't count. I know, I know. That's it's not TV. It's Netflix. Yeah. That's their tagline, I believe. Exactly. 
<laughs> and uh, the Equalizer did pretty well, didn't it? it that was did. a that was a hit. These aren't summer movies. We're talking. Yeah, you said you named our movies that are all not in the summer. By the way, guys. <laughs> uh, Peter, what's your number seven? My number seven is here's where I started feeling my the lock. Although I guess I'm taking a chance with this one, but this movie coming out. Here's where I start to go. I feel lock. like this is my my answer to. I guess what I'm thinking of is a more uh, female demo, and I I I considered Hot Pursuit and I considered Spy. But but as far as traction, I think it's going to be Pitch Perfect too. I think that one's going to be the biggest of, of of those movies that we're thinking of. So I made it number seven. So you don't have Mad Max in here, but you have Pitch Perfect too. I think both, Pitch Perfect is going to be pretty big. Everybody, you know, yeah, so do I. Yeah, I mean, it's the opposite of the Mad Max thing with Pitch Perfect. It's that everybody really, everyone really likes it. It's really recent. It's you know, everyone's. I mean, it's it's the weird like, you know, no one even thought that movie was going to get a sequel type of thing. You so think, you think the kind of the cult appeal of the first one, which is really what it is, you think that's going to transfer into? Oh wait, but was it a cult? But was it a cult of people? Didn't it open? I don't have the numbers in front of me. Didn't it have a really good opening? Way no, better. it didn't. It had like a five million dollar opening and had just really strong legs. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, it was a word of mouth hit. It was a word of mouth. Hit. Okay, because I, I don't deny that it's. A, I mean, it's. A, it, they didn't put it in a summer, you know, release slot because it's not going to make money. I, I'm not denying you that. It's just I'm curious what the what the kind of the cachet from the first one leads to as far as this one goes, given everything that's coming around it. Right. And, and it is counter-programming, though. That's a good, I mean, that's certainly the way to look at it. I think it'll be a hit, but like you can double the original movie's box office, which is giving it a lot, and it what would was, do one, was it was 65. So it, it would, doubling it would be like whatever, you know, uh, uh, one, uh, 30. Yeah. So it'd have to be a huge breakout hit for it to be a top 10 have top ten potential. Like, Wait, did you that... say Pitch Perfect made one sixty five? No, he said no. no that's sixty five. Oh, that makes more sense. Okay, yes, yes. And so I imagine, I imagine Scott's head's exploding right now if he hears that you think that Pitch Perfect Two is going to do like triple the money the first one did in order to be in the top ten. Films no, I'm thinking, but I'm thinking Pitch Perfect will be over a hundred. So that was why I, you know, I was Which like, fair, hey. yeah. But over a um, hundred. But you've got it at number seven. Seven. You think number seven's going to be a hundred? Well, hundred and something, not a hundred perfectly. Um, I mean, you look at, I like the world that we live in where you think that Terminator is going to, like, Pitch Perfect 2 is going to do bigger than Terminator Genesis. I know, I went back <laughs> and forth on that. I go back and forth. Yeah, I, yeah, it's, oh, killed it. Sounds like this is my first wrong pick from what you guys are saying, like, but. I don't, I don't think any of you, I, yeah, I, I have no idea what the hell. We just, never I know. know. <laughs> I think Pitch Perfect's going to be, pre- and also the marketing's pretty, pretty big with it too. I just feel like it's going to be pretty big, like, so. I think it's going to be big for the type of movie that it is. I don't think it's going to be number seven of the year in the summer big compared to the other movies that are we still have many we, many of which we haven't even mentioned yet. <laughs> like it's going to like get into that territory. Well, I, that like, said, it, it, I can I can look at something like I don't know Austin Powers where the sequel like I think made all of the money the first one did in its opening weekend. So who knows? <laughs> oh, no, true. But at the same time, it's like Pitch Perfect comes out with Mad Max and Avengers still out. Like, what's an opening weekend going to be? Like, is that is that going to be the number one? No. Is it going to be the number two? Maybe. I have no idea. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who else has this number seven? Uh, Mark, what's your number seven? Uh, Mission Impossible: Rogue Nation. Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be huge. I agree. I think it's going to be. Oh, we, although it's weird because even though I think the trailer looks awesome, I hope it's good. I don't know if it's going to be as good as Ghost Protocol, because I think Brad Bird's a better director, but 
Um, but yes, I, I agree. I think it's going to be really big. I mean, I, I don't think anyone's walking into the theater thinking, man, this, this Christopher McQuarrie film better be as good as the Brad Bird film. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I think they're thinking, wow, that plane stunt looks crazy just that's like the true. thing in the, in the, the Ghost Protocol one. I think that's what they're focused on. That's true. You're probably, yeah, I can see that. Um, that said, yeah. the, what my hesitancy is like, Tom Cruise in the Christmas time, apparently that worked for people, but does Tom Cruise in the summertime still work for people? Right. The so, fact cool. that it was moved, I guess they did that because of Star Wars, but I, I don't know if that's a good thing. But, but, but the move is a, I mean, if they, they moved it, they could have moved it to next year. They moved it earlier. That, right. I think that gives, that, that should be a lot of confidence. Yeah, that means they, I think they think it's really good. They, that, they, they wouldn't, yeah. they wouldn't have moved it earlier if they didn't like have something they could do. But yeah, I just don't know if putting it in this, this crowded summer is going to help it. There's a lot of competition. Again, I, I mean, I think that just shows faith that Paramount has in, in this franchise. I mean, this is this is one of their big franchises, Mission Impossible. I mean, this is the fifth one. And like the, the last one did Gangbusters, so it's if they if they were if they're that worried based off of what this summer had to offer, they would have easily moved it to next year. It would and, and you know given it the claim you know quote unquote give it more time to finish effects and what have you in order to get it right that kind of thing. But they moved it earlier, <laughs> which is yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Like as far as the way you position a movie like that I to agree. avoid competition from something else, putting it into the fire with other things. That's, to, you know, say, you know what? The movie's good enough right now. We might as well just move it earlier and just, you know, let's see what happens. <laughs> like, that's it's crazy. They could have done, like, Jack Ryan. Remember Jack Ryan? That was supposed to come out, like, a number of times. What, the same director. Not to, no, Jack Ryan's... Uh, as, that, this, that's as... the, no, that, yeah, that's Jack Reacher. Jack Ryan, the... Uh, oh, Kenneth, oh. The, the no, Kenneth you're Brana, right. Brana, Brana. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. Jack Reacher well, and, yeah. and this. Both of them are Paramount, though. They are, yes, yeah. Well, Cruz is a Paramount guy, except when it's Warner Brothers, apparently. But, um, <laughs> let's see. Abe, what's your number seven? My number seven is Ted 2. Ted 2. I think we were already talking extensively about it. I think it did pretty well the first time around, and, uh, I think it should, should hold up, but I'm, I don't think it's gonna be a better movie than Ted, the original Ted. Uh, I have Ant-Man at number seven. Um, Hard to, hard to place Ant-Man. This seems like a good spot for it for me. I, I, it's, I mean, with Avengers out, you already have a Marvel movie. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. But, uh, something like this where it doesn't have the kind of, it's not a grand space epic like Guardians of the Galaxy was. I don't think it has necessarily the same type of appeal. It has Paul Rudd. That's great. People like Paul Rudd. Uh, I don't know what that means in terms of like box office smashes, but that with Michael Douglas and, you know, Box office superstar Corey Stoll. I'm sure those will, you know, those will really <laughs> add together. How, how do you is he a friend of the show? Corey Stoll, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How, how do you By feel way, about sorry. the fact that Edgar Wright was uh, re- replaced? It sucks. I mean, I don't know what that movie was going to look like. I don't know if that movie's going to be any better than what we get with Peyton Reed. But I mean, I don't know what that means as far as everyone else that goes to see this movie. I know it means things for me and the geek crowd that like right. would have preferred. I'm just wondering, like, how it will affect the quality of the film. I have no idea. I, I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll see. Um, they've done. It's, what I'm getting at is I, I, I like Edgar Wright a lot. So, yeah, I, you, know, <laughs> you know, I do too. It's and, so does Josh, so does Joss Whedon apparently, right? Yeah. yeah. But I, I don't know what, you know, behind the scenes buzz means as far as big, big summer movies and their money. Like, and with a movie that's, you know, says Marvel at the top of it, that's what the majority of people right. that are going to see this movie are going to That's exactly on. right. So that's why, I mean, seven, I still think is pretty conservative. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, coming out in the middle of July as opposed to Guardians, which had the, you know, all of August basically to rule the world. Um, 
you know, but it's that Marvel movie, so again, I could be way wrong, I could be like number, you know, four or three or two of <laughs> the summer, we'll see. It'd have to be really good, I guess. But I mean, it, I just think it lacks the kind of grandeur the Guardians had, where it's not just—it's not—it wasn't even a superhero movie, really. It's just—it's a space opera. It's Star Wars. Like, this is Marvel Star Wars. This is—I don't know what this is. This is a, a movie about some like jerk thief guy that turns that gets tall. Like I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the comparison is there. So, so we'll see. Yeah, I'm sticking to number seven. Scott also has Ant Man at number seven. Alan has Mission Impossible at number seven, and Adam has Tomorrowland at number seven. Um. All right, Jordan, what's your number six? My number six, uh, Minions. Minions? Yeah. I, it originally wasn't in my top ten, but my brother, <laughs> who, who is five, <laughs> not, him not and all his purpose. friends, they're so excited to see Minions. Like, his whole class. Jordan, uh, Jordan, I'm excited yeah. to see Minions. <laughs> well, yeah, so am I, but... No, I'm just, not, but I, I just, still have it much know, higher than you. I know you're <laughs> not, Aaron. <laughs> no, I, I, I think um, if it weren't for a few other movies, it would have been a bit higher. But, yeah, after seeing their reaction to it, yeah, I think it's going to do very well. Peter, what's your number six? Uh, Rogue Nation. I feel like it's – this is what I said before. I think it's going to be really big. Um, and, and, and a lot of it is because of what, of what you were saying. I really feel like Paramount must have something special that they're really confident about moving it into a crowded summer. Um, I agree. I don't know about the Tom Cruise thing, the Tom Cruise factor, but... This is like his iconic franchise. I think that's right. What um, so I'm thinking, yeah, I think it's going to easily do pre- pretty well. Like, this is like my Terminator logic, except, you know, just bigger because it's Mission Impossible, and I think that's a bigger, a more relatively well-known franchise than Terminator is at this point as far as what people want to go see at a movie theater. So that's where I think, like, it's my number six, too. That's why I'm talking about it. So it's... I think it has the you know the potential to just be a huge thing. Uh, Mark, what's your number six? Uh, Ant Man. Ant Man. Um, yeah, I, this is something I, I really don't know. This could really explode and and end up being like in the top five. Um, the fact that it's Marvel and Disney is a big part of why I have a lot of confidence in this film. And you know, it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. All of those films do really well. So yeah, number six. Abe. Uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I think for everything you guys have said. Also, I think they've only really put out a teaser trailer and a full length trailer. It's all they really need, right? It's just been one trailer so far, but there'll be another one, don't worry. You can see that and watch it over and over again like you do. <laughs> um, yeah, as I said, I have it number six as well. Uh, Scott has Ted 2 at number six. Alan has Tomorrowland and Adam has Jurassic World at number six. Mm. Hmm. Whoa! Adam that is is, way uh, yeah, that's low. low. Adam's uh, losing out on that one. Um, <laughs> going to be way bigger than that. Like, wow. Okay. Jordan, what's your number five? Mission Possible. Okay. Peter? Mine is uh, Ted 2. I did not like Ted as much as everybody else, but Ted was so huge that unless this is terrible... Because I, of how good it was, uh, yeah. Right. I mean, it's, yeah, nothing about it being good. Well, but I, 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 I really feel like this is going to be pretty big. So I can't imagine it not being huge. Even though, again, I'm not a huge fan of Ted, but like everyone seemed to love it. So, and I don't think, I don't think, I think it has nothing to do with the, the flop of, uh, the million ways to die in the West. I mean, I don't, they're you're right. Movies. Yeah, it's they're, a totally yeah, separate property. Yeah. I mean, Westerns don't make money. That's what we probably should have told ourselves every time out last year, even though we put it in our top 10 lists, but Westerns right. don't do well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I would say number five for me. I think it's gonna be pretty big. 
Easily over 200 million. No problem. What, what Cowboys and Aliens do? When did that come out? Is that like 11? Oh man, I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, yeah, that movie was not very good. The summer. <laughs> Although, interesting, Aaron, yeah. J.J. Abrams was saying how for him, Force Awakens is a return to the the Western motif of the Star Wars movies, and technically that might be the biggest movie of the entire year, but I guess it's different than Star Wars. It's fun to say, yeah, it references Westerns or what have you, but it's Star Wars, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no one's, no one can, no one's going to make this connection to be like, well, we don't need to see it now because it has Western themes in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, the same score as Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. There's Often too much, there's too much hidden fortress in this movie. We don't need to see any Kurosawa yeah, references. I, I thought that was too obscure, but I remember like, you know, people saying hidden fortress. I'm like, that's okay. That's a very tentative comparison. Another one you could do is you could say that, uh, AMC has had the biggest luck ever with The Walking Dead and The Walking Dead has a lot of deliberate Western, um, imagery. I mean, the very first poster is a guy on a, on a on a horse with a cowboy hat and the other on a freeway. So, but you're right; those are zombies. But I'm just saying, technically, that would, Walking that, Dead's a weird anomaly, and that's more of like what it's on an adult station network, but it's about zombies. I'm cool now because I <laughs> right, watch this. Yeah. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> it's on a it's on a network that's respectable, but it has horror stuff in it, so I'm cool. Mark, what's your number five? Uh, well, Peter's uh, discussion is the perfect segue into mine. I also have Ted Two as my number five. And uh, I'm not going to uh, miss out uh, again. Last time, Ted, the original Ted completely surprised me. And I think that uh, this one will, will will do quite well. So it's my number five. It's my number five as well. I completely agree. Uh, I think I don't I don't have the things offhand on me to see what we all had Ted at. But I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Abe and I thought it would do okay. I think we had it in like think, lower spots. Somewhere. Yeah. But I think I, we were both blown away by how well it did. By how well it did. And, you know, how good it was because, you know, it's fantastic. It's Ted. We all love it. All of us except Peter. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I do not love it. Um, it was good stuff. That Ted, I'm looking forward to Ted, too. Abe, what's your number five? My number five film of the summer is Tomorrowland. And I think that Brad Bird is a great director. I think that he's done pretty well with the properties that he's directed in the past. They've all done very, very well. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot of appeal for this. Does anyone else have Tomorrowland in their top ten? No. no. I, Tomorrowland's in my dark horse. So Okay, so we can talk about more of that. Because Tomorrowland, I feel, is very tricky for me. Where it's a Memorial Day movie. It's coming out then. You got the Clune Bombs. Clooney, <laughs> at, at one point, I would say Clooney doesn't necessarily make a movie a hit. But now that he's choosing things so much more... He, he's making a lot more careful decisions about movies he stars in versus ones that he makes. So it seems like, you know, this is the, this is one of those rare events where you get to see George Clooney in a movie. So it, it's hard to bet against that, that people would want to see it. It's also a Disney PG adventure film that probably appeals to people. But I, I just, I don't know. I like the, I don't know if the, I, I haven't seen much for Tomorrowland. I think because Disney's so, you know, focused on Avengers right now. So we'll probably see it amp up, obviously. We got, you know, more than a month before it comes out. But it's it's all it's hard. I, and it's, Honestly, you know, I feel like it's a little like, cryptic in terms of what it's selling. Um, I feel I like know. I feel like Tomorrowland. I also like the fact that Tomorrowland has a has a, a female lead. I like that it's a, a you know a young girl as the lead for the whole movie. The only thing is, I think this is the rare rare thing where Tomorrowland strangely 
I think that movie lives or dies by the reviews, which is kind of weird to say because it's not an independent movie. But if it's really good, everyone's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I think it could do really well. If it's another one of those sci-fi movies that isn't a franchise and it's kind of lame, I think it'll just disappear really quickly. But do you think the odds are with that, though? Because I think Tomorrowland... Tomorrowland is one of the ones where I put pretty much all my faith in the fact that it's going to be good because I don't expect it not to be. I think, Brad, I think Brad Bird has a very good handle on what he does. Yeah, He does, he does, he does. So I, I want to bet for him. Because but that's why for me it was my dark horse. There's no Brad, there's no bad Brad Bird movie. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. Is there a bad Brad Bird? No, no not really, no. Iron not Giant, really. Incredibles, and uh, Mission Impossible? No, there's not a bad Oh, movie. you're right. He does not have a bad movie. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it's true. All, all of them are, are Mission Impossible maybe growing into it, but they're all kind of classics in their own genre, I would say. <laughs> Although, unless, unless you just cursed Brad Bird, because, like, everybody has to have, you know, a failure. So unless now this is the one that's he the failure. A failure. It was the Iron Giant. It made no money. No, but everyone loves Iron Giant. Yeah, but it, but it didn't make post, it. Post, yeah. Post the fact. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, yeah, now they love the Iron Giant. It's still a cult movie by any respect. But... True. True, true, true. Once you got that. And Ratatouille. What am I talking about? Also Ratatouille. Yeah. <laughs> like... the, I did, I, I will say, I did put Tomorrowland in my Dark Horses, but I didn't put it in my top ten. For some reason, the trailer, it kind of reminds me of some of these little uh, kids' movies like Zathura. Or things like that. And, you know, that was directed by John Favreau, who did Iron Man, and so he he's also of, a, a he proven director. Elf, and that was like a, that was like an April release, I think, too, Zathura, whereas Tomorrowland's Memorial Day. Like, it's a he, that's, that's, you know, Memorial Day and July 4th are the biggest days of the summer movie season to be released. It's, I get, I get where you're coming from. I agree with you, Mark, where it has this kind of a lo-fi feel compared to some of the, you know, bigger, grander things like Avengers and, you know, just the nature of the, you know, the epicness of some of these. Tomorrowland, I don't know. I have no idea. That's why, that's why I have it so low, like my, my number nine, but it's tricky. Um, I said I have Ted 2 at five already. Uh, Scott has Mission Impossible at five. Alan has Minions at five. And Adam has Ted 2. The mo- most of us have Ted 2 so far as like are the same. Yeah, interesting. Five, yeah. Number five for Ted 2, which is exactly where uh, the first Ted round up to at number five. Um, means nothing really but just you know saying uh number four so here we go jordan what's your number four pick i think ant-man is going to be number four i think it's going to have a tremendous word of mouth that is huge number four that's that that, so you're thinking it's gonna be like 300 million or 280 or something i mean last year number four was x-men that had 230 oh okay all right but wow that's really big dawn of the planet of the apes is number five with 208 year before that Fast and Furious Six was two thirty eight and number five before that. Was Still, Ted at two eighteen. So I think yeah. Ant Man is hard to predict. See, I, see, I look at Ant Man like I look at like Captain America, where Captain America that was um that was what was it? That was like it was um number eight and it had one seventy six. Like I don't I don't see Ant Man making two hundred million dollars. Like I'd be very surprised by that. Because <laughs> like what does it have? It has Paul Rudd. Like Paul Rudd, I think, in the same position as Chris Evans was when he was in the first Captain America. I get the Marvel brand is stronger now that you have Avengers, like Avengers. Except that, but it's well, not. Guess... But it's not a. It's a. It's a standalone film too. Again, the Guardians thing that messes it up also. But it's it's, it's such a weird thing. I mean, I guess. Understand. I mean, I guess we're at a weird point here because, like, once we get to the top three, I think we would all agree everything in the top three is over three hundred million. Like so. 
the number's about to go up a lot. You like, said, though, I mean, last year, again, Maleficent was number three at 241. Transformers was 245. The only $300 million movie last year was Guardians of the Galaxy. Right, but that's, but this is not that year. This is a way bigger, the number one movie here is gonna be astronomical, so it's- Okay, I mean, the year before that, Iron Man 3 at 409, Despicable Me 2, 368, Man of Steel 291. Peter, do you think that'll be, do you think number, the number one movie of the summer and the number two movie in the, of the summer will be close in box office? I don't. I think there's gonna be a big drop. No, I think, I think number three and number two are gonna be over 300 million, and then of course, I'm assuming we all have the same pick for number one. Number one will be, in a whole other ball, other ballpark. There's only been, I'm looking at the last few years, the only time that we've had three movies all making over $300 million in the top three, we had Twilight, Iron Man 2, and Toy Story 3. Well, but this year, not to spoil my number three, but this year, we have a Pixar movie. I certainly so, think there's a lot of potential for a lot of these things. So I, I can't see a Pixar movie not going around, like, getting huge numbers. Like, assuming I, it's you, good. You should if you remember Pixar movies, but I mean, Pixar... Yeah, only, only two of the only, I believe only two Pixar movies have crossed over two or three hundred million dollars. No, but I, well, also, but that's that's also part of that is uh, um, the years. I mean, what Toy Story one made in ninety five is it's a little hard to compare because the ticket prices are so different now. Yeah, the thing, I mean, in the relative time span, I mean, Incredibles two sixty one. That's not even a summer movie. What we're talking about? And Monsters University two sixty eight up two ninety three. Finding Nemo in Toy Story. Those are the those are the only ones. That Wait, isn't Toy Story three really big? Toy Story three, yeah, that's what I said. Oh, okay, okay, all right. Toy Story right. three, four fifteen, Finding Nemo three thirty nine. After that, it's up with two ninety three, and up was two thousand nine. I mean, it's not too far up, ahead. True, but if up had come out now, it would have been over. That number would have been over three hundred. A little bit, perhaps, yes. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I feel okay. I guess I'm projecting. I guess I'm thinking the numbers are going to be higher than you guys are thinking. So. Let's see. What are we at? Uh, what, what number are we at now? Uh, you're at number four. Peter, is this, you. Is this me? Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with a movie that I can't stand. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure I'm gonna hate it, uh, cause I don't like the, the, where it's spinning off from, but kids love the minions, so I can't imagine minions won't do really well. So, I can't, I can't stand those Despicable Me movies, but. <laughs> I can't I can, either. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I love I, the soundtracks. I do. But I think it's gonna be, I think it's gonna be like that weird Shrek thing where you have these weird DreamWork movies that like, they, they make so much money and I'm always like, really? How did that make, like, didn't Shrek 2 make $400 million or something? Well, Shrek 2 is great, uh, for one thing, but Shrek 2, what? yes, it did, it did <laughs> make, very good. it did make $400 million. It made 441. It was the so I, movie I, that I, you're feeling, I think Minions are gonna be really big. But the thing about that though, and, and I'm playing devil's advocate of anything because I have Minions a little bit higher than you do, but, um, Minions, is a spin-off as opposed to a direct sequel. It's not but Despicable Me 3, but kids he, love the Minions. I but kids love the Minions, that. right. That's So that's why I feel like it's okay. So yeah. it, it makes me wonder where the appeal is more, if it's in the little girls in Despicable Me or in the yellow things that run around and if, say gibberish. And if, <laughs> and, if, and if anything, if anything, I was really close to putting Minions above Inside Out. But I guess I'm hoping, I guess there's a, that's the part of me that's like, no, no, quality will win, but I'm probably wrong. So, yeah. Mark, what's your number four? Uh, my number four is Inside Out. Yes, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, Pixar's uh, first completely original tale since Brave. I think uh, people are you know excited to see it. Um, I, I think Pixar is you know not quite the force that it was at one point. So I, I I'm putting it at number four instead of higher. But I, I think it'll do very well. Everything you said is what I agree with. That's why I have it number four as well. Uh, Abe, what's your number four? My number four is Jurassic World. <laughs> 
Um, you guys might have it higher. I definitely think it's gonna. You, you know, probably, we do since none of us yeah. mentioned it yet. Yeah, it's gonna, <laughs> probably none gonna of us track. Think it's a dark horse. It's not in my top ten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's probably gonna track pretty well, and uh, I think that people are really excited to see another addition to this. Uh, plus, Chris Pratt, his star is just amazing right now. It's just it's just on the rise, and he's been knocking everything out of the park. I mean, everything you said makes sense. It's just that we think it makes sense more. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. As I said, Inside Out's my number four. Scott's four is also Inside Out. Alan has Ant Man at number four. So Jordan and Alan, uh, <laughs> you guys are on the right track here. Um, and Adam has Mission Impossible at number four. Whoa, that's really oh. hot. Wow. Um, hmm. these, I mean, these might be a matter of dollars. Some of these ones, like this kind of six through four area. Like I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah that's that's my problem with this list. Like it is like a matter. Movies, the difference between like six and seven is like ten million dollars or something. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan, what's your number three? My number three, I kept switching with my number two, and once again, I think it's just going to be a, a couple dollars off. But my number three is Jurassic World. Okay. Wait, that's uh, your number three? Yeah. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> what the heck is going to be your number two? What is going to uh, be well, like one, yeah. the one he hasn't mentioned yet? Which yeah, I, I guess that's my, it's easy for me because I'm looking at all of these, so I know what his number two will be. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, like like I said, yeah, I, my number two and three switched constantly. I uh, you know I, we'll get to me. Um, Peter, what's your number three? Oh, Inside Out. I, I think that's going to be huge. So. Again, it could be Minions, but I'm betting that it's the Pixar, so I'm betting it's Inside Out as number three. Hmm. Mark? Uh, my number three is Minions. Yeah. It's, yeah. It, I oh, it's good. Be, yeah, I can see that. I, I think it's going to be huge. I, I, I've been okay. in theaters before where I was watching, you know, obviously it would be a kid's movie or, or for young kids where the trailer comes on, and the, the, the kids go wild. I mean, like... So it's going to be huge. And almost I, makes I, you want I to actually, leave the theater, right? I wrestled with actually putting Minions as my number two, but I, I, I finally decided to do three. But you know, there's a weird feeling that may, he might be right. What if Minions is number two? Like, yeah, yeah. No, like it could be so big. Abe, what's your number three? Uh, number three is Minions for everything he has to mention. I have Jurassic World at my number three. What? Uh, <laughs> I, I, I have that urge more. That I, wow, that's great! Wow, okay. So you, so you do have it at two. Then. I do have, I do have it at two. I mean, it, it, <laughs> it's the 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 idea. Minions, people love minions. I don't know what that is, but people love it. <laughs> beedo, beedo, beedo. Jurassic World. I can't wait to see. I'm curious what it's gonna do, but I, I have no idea. I have no, like I wasn't even. Until I started like really thinking about this list, I didn't really even think of Jurassic World as being all that high. I thought it'd be like lower, but then I was like, no, Jurassic World. I mean, looking at all these other movies, I guess it has that kind of franchise appeal and dinosaurs and what have you. And the tra- trailers sell me. I know Peter, you're not like as big on the Jurassic World trailers as some of us are. Nah, um, yeah, I'm not as I'm. I, I only like the first one, so I'm not a yeah. huge fan. But but I think it'll be really big. And even I like the fir- well, even the first one. You were mixed up. Like I'm referring to the first one. I don't, I don't know your thoughts on the second one. I I not wait 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 wait. wait, wait. What do you say on the teaser? On that on that teaser trailer, I remember on you weren't teaser. you weren't there on that no. teaser trailer. No, no, okay, I have not. Okay, I I haven't really loved either Jurassic World trailer or teaser, but I said I love the first Jurassic Park, but I don't like the rest of them. That's where my my meh is kind of coming from. Is that no, I don't? No, no one's saying they like the. No one's saying the Lost World is great. <laughs> <laughs> no one's that dumb. Um, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum loves it. <laughs> 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, but I will I, say I, everybody really is excited about Jurassic World. I, I hear a lot of people mm-hmm. that are just like, I can't wait. So I'm like, okay, so it's going to be the biggest, you know, well, yeah, it, the biggest. it's been 14 years and I think they've waited long enough that now people are sort of hungry for one of these films again. There's a lot of fan buzz. This is the other film in my top 10 that I think the trailer really sells it. Not to me so much. I'm more with Peter on this, but I do think that the public is very excited about this film, and I think it's going to be the biggest film since the first. I think it's going to definitely capture that. I mean, I I mean, I agree with you. Uh, that's you know why I have it. I think number <laughs> number three is no slouch as far as movies go. Right, um, right. Okay. But I mean, with the with the Lost World, that because that movie was huge, and I imagine adjusted for inflation, it'd be super huge. Like it made two twenty nine. It was number two of the summer behind Men in Black. Because that was a big Blue weekend, so I mean, you know, that did what it did. Lost World was the second one that Spielberg directed, right? Lost World, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, well, I mean, Spielberg. Yeah, I mean, he, he's, he didn't direct this one. He didn't direct the third one. The third one, that's a movie um, that I like more than the Lost World because um, Lost World is terrible. Uh, <laughs> but Jurassic Park three, uh, number. I five, think it's a lot of fun. I, Jurassic Park three is it's fun. It's not. I'm not going to you know, go to bat and say like this is the underrated series classic. But I mean, no, <laughs> Jurassic Park three. It, Regardless of the, <laughs> yeah. the qual- regardless of the quality, Jurassic Park three was number five of the summer that two thousand one with one ninety one eighty one, which is you know that's pretty good for a non Spielberg. You, you want to have your minds blown? Yeah. The adjusting Lost World for inflation four hundred and fourteen million. Yeah, it was well, huge. I, I yeah. remember it, like it had it was a Memorial Day weekend release. It had the biggest Memorial Day weekend at the time. Like ever. yeah, that's like, huge. Which I believe it. I think it outdid. I mean, Jurassic Park came out like a. I think it was like a June release. The original Jurassic Park. I have a, box office mojo is so handy today. I have it yeah, right here. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah, June release, forty-seven million, three fifty-seven. So yeah, that's like you know that's six hundred million or something like that adjusted for inflation. Uh, Jurassic Park was was huge. That's why it's still you know one of the biggest movies ever. Uh, Lost World, no slouch on its own for what it was doing. You know, not a good movie, but uh, Jurassic World. Yeah, I I agree with you, Mark. I mean, it's you know fourteen years later. It's back to what park was essentially, which is having a park and not, you know, having animals run wild after the park <laughs> failed. Right. So, we'll see. I mean, again, these are dollars and cents with these kind of, you know, this area of the box office here. But you know, Abe, like you said, Chris Pratt's kind of success. I mean, that'll propel him somewhere, I'd imagine. Right. Everyone loves Bryce Dallas Howard. Everyone says that he's the best part of Spider-Man Three, and that's why we all saw it. Um, so we'll, uh, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um. Let's see, Scott has Minions as number three, Alan has Jurassic World at number three, and Adam has Ant-Man at number three. Jesus. Adam's making some big bets. Alright, look at his entire top ten list. I want to see him win just because of how, like, crazy his <laughs> rankings are. But um, that's, I don't, you could put Ant-Man almost anywhere, and I would sort of say that could happen. Yeah, that's why it's it's crazy. Well, no, Ant Man can't be number one. Well, no, wait, it, 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 almost anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it can't be one or I. Even two. two. Who knows, guys? Maybe Avengers will be like, you know what? We saw it. No. Who needs to see it, it again? It, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's why Avengers is my number two behind me. That's not true. Uh, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, what's your number two? What am I? All right, it's my number out, two. Right? What is the it? Entourage movie? The Entourage. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out. Yeah, of course. For because of Pixar. I'm excited for the draw, the Dark Horse discussion, by the way, because I think we all have probably some interesting picks there. Uh, yeah, Pixar, Inside Out. Yeah, kids movie, you know, all that, that fun but, stuff. That Minions movie, man. The, yeah, those Minions duckets. 
<laughs> Peter, what's your number? It's Jurassic World, right? Yes, Jurassic World. Okay. I mean, just because, pretty much because of everything we've been saying, and even though I'm not as excited as everybody else, um, I can't imagine it not being big. You know what my question is? How does he gas up his motorcycle while raptors are running around with him? I know. How exactly. Does he stop? Is he saying, just stop, guys? I got to gas up? I don't know. Is, here's the question. <laughs> yeah. I think I've, I think I've got the answer for the global, but for domestic, is Jurassic World going to be Universal's biggest movie of the year, or is it still going to be Furious 7? I don't Furious know. 7. Sure it's yeah, it's Furious 7. Yeah. You don't think Jurassic World could do over $300 million? No. I mean, it might be... Furious 7 hasn't stopped yet. That's the thing that I look at. Well, but it's, it's Furious. It's about to stop. It stops Friday. So It's at 320 right now, and it just made $18 million this weekend. That's gonna get like three fifty, like that rate. Yeah, no, no, but I don't know if it's gonna make four hundred. I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's gonna make four hundred, but I don't think Jurassic World's gonna make four hundred. Interesting. See, well, no, now, now, globally, isn't it like, is it one point three billion now or something? Like? It's made a billion worldwide. Yeah, so it. I mean, it, it's made a billion in foreign alone. Right. Which so is crazy. It's, so for sure, that's Universal's biggest thing globally. I just. I just wasn't sure. I was like, could Jurassic World be bigger? Like, it's 3D. I guess that helps, but Jurassic World doesn't have Kurt Russell. <laughs> I don't know. Right? Um, yes, there is the Kurt Russell. The Kurt Russell factor that everyone loves. <laughs> it doesn't have Jaimon Hansu, or maybe it does. I don't know. It has BD Wong, so that's like well, 8 Universal's... million right there. Oh, it's got Vincent D'Onofrio. It's got B, it's, hey. got B, it's got the Kingpin, so it's got that hard money. <laughs> is, so in recent years, is Universal's biggest properties Fast and Furious and Dem- Despicable Me? Yes, offhand. Okay, I was uh, I was just wondering. I was like, is that their two biggest? I Despicable think it... Me, um, yeah, Furious movies. Yeah, as far as I mean, the Bourne movies, kind of. Oh, yeah, the Bourne movies. I but guess. That, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, Legacy made the least, I think, next to Bourne Identity, probably. I mean, they they really want that uh, Dracula. Uh, they really want that Dracula thing to take off. That didn't happen. But. No, but well, I mean, Dragon Untold made money, like. That they're making their mummy movie next, but, right? And again, right. mummy movies would be the other one as far as this kind of thing goes. But yeah, Universal doesn't have any franchises. That's I mean, so that's like why why I default Jurassic Jurassic movies, Furious movies, and Despicable Me movie and Minions by extension. I mean, that's that's where their money is right now. And Ted, I guess. I mean, oh, Ted, you're right. Ted's pretty big. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Huh. But I mean, you look at like I'm looking at Universal's rank. I mean, they have Despicable Me, then E.T. <laughs> like that's their number two. Like, what's what's worldwide numbers? I gotta look at some of these. But 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 actually, isn't Sony Sony's worse? Right? They don't have anything anymore. They have Spidermans. They have what? They have Spidermans. Sp- <laughs> but they don't anymore. It's still uh, still Sony's. They, they still own. It's still. I, Sony's. Wait wait wait. I thought if he shows up in Avengers, that's a that's a Marvel movie, not Sony. That's that's great for a character possibly appearing in something, but that doesn't make it not Sony anymore. Sony's making the money. Yeah. But wait, so if they do a new a Spider-Man 3, or is that Sony or are they, when not- they make when they make I believe it's just untitled Spider-Man movie. That's a that's a that's a Sony movie. Okay. Well, all right. Then that so, but that, is that it? When, is that all they've got? When they have um because they had all that they had all that like Sinister 6 stuff and all that stuff that was going to happen too. I don't, you know, we don't know what the fate of those things are now. But if when Spider-Man appears in Civil War next year, that's part of Marvel, but I imagine Sony gets money. It's just not officially. That's you true. Can, you that's can't. You don't like put it like this side tally of like the money Sony made because they had a character cameo in a movie. Like that's not a thing. But uh, yeah, as far as Sony, yeah, Sony doesn't have 
franchises. Oh, Sony has uh, aren't the aren't the Twenty One Jump Street movies theirs? That yeah, which I mean, that's pretty big. That's, so. that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a thing. So interesting. What are we at, Mark? What's your uh, what is it? Jurassic World, right? Yeah, Jurassic yeah. World. <laughs> I already talked about it. I can say all these things already. And a, well, we know, you, yeah. A, you have Inside Out, I'd imagine. That is correct. I have Minions, as we all said. Um. Okay. Uh, Alan has Inside Out. Scott has Jurassic World, and Adam has Inside Out. A lot of Inside Out love. <laughs> so that's an interesting uh, matchup: Inside Out versus Minions. It'll be interesting to see which one is bigger. Well, if we recall, our first year of doing this, I had Brave at my at number uh, like number, number two. I had number three. I had, oh, number we, three. Well, twenty twelve. Twenty twelve was a weird year because we did it the week after Avengers had come out, and so Abe saw that as his chance to shine, and he put Avengers. He still lost somehow, but he, <laughs> we had Avengers at your number one. Well, we all had Dark Knight Rises as number one. And then, then you all had Amazing Spider-Man at number three, except for me, who tried to be different and put Amazing Spider-Man at number four behind a Pixar Brave movie. But Wait, is... you thought Dark Knight Rises was going to be bigger than The Avengers? We thought so the week after, for some reason, yes. Wow, interesting. Okay. Except Abe. I still lost. You still lost. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's always yeah. it's always twenty twenty hindsight is golden because now it does seem kind of silly, but at the time it didn't. It, yeah, when yeah, you it really did. I mean, coming out of Dark Knight, Dark yeah. Knight, which right. is you know, the biggest movie then, versus right. the last two Marvel movies, which are Thor and Captain America. I'm like, no, oh, why would we think Avengers? No, actually, better? you're right. You're right. I think I think the moment the epic heard... conclusion to the Dark Knight trilogy. Yes, I thought that was going to be the number one movie <laughs> of the summer. Yeah, no, you're right, totally right. right. You're right. I, I think that like when. I think that I remember when Avengers opened to over 200 million. I that's when I realized. I think that's when I was like, "Oh my god, this is something special." This and is given like, that we recorded a week later, that we were, yeah, we, we knew we that were, we knew that, and yet we still thought Dark Knight Rises <laughs> would do better. So yes, yeah. in hindsight, we look at that now, you know, with history behind it, and we're like, "That seems a little silly," but at the same time, we were that confident in the Dark Knight Rises. Right. <laughs> like, I feel bad dark, for I feel it's bad. the goddamn Batman. I feel bad for Dark Knight Rises. I feel like everybody I run into thinks it's like the worst movie ever, and I, I really liked it. Well, you got to run into some different people. <laughs> you, you know what people don't say? They don't say Ben Affleck better be better than that Dark Knight Rises. They don't say that right now. It's weird that we have a Batman Superman movie, and you can't find many people that are all that excited about it. That sounds crazy to me. <laughs> also, there that would be a... That would be a kink in the armor to your Warner Brothers is amazing at marketing because it doesn't seem like the Batman Superman stuff has gone over very well. We haven't seen much marketing from it. We saw that one teaser. I think it will get stronger. And again, I don't hate that teaser. I don't hate the teaser either. But, but, I, think I, know but I think I think all of the opinions about Batman Superman really derive from Man of Steel's reaction and just some of the. I guess the the casting thing and just the the saturation think, of superheroes in that movie. It, I think all comic book movies have sort of an unfair disadvantage when they're released. There's always so much negativity surrounding those types of films. And so you, you can't even present – I mean people forget when Heath Ledger was originally announced as the Joker, everyone – not everyone, but a lot of people hated it. Yeah. It was like – you know, now we look back and say, oh my god, he was so great. He got an Academy Award, Academy Award for yeah. it and – you know, but – it's so hard to go against whatever you want to call it, fanboyism or whatever. That's the weird thing. I think it's it's also because this one is different looking than others. I mean, 
you can look at Avengers and Ant-Man even and, you know, Guardian. Like, they're all very colorful, lively comic book movies. This is obviously, it's the pinnacle of dark and gritty when it comes to Batman v Superman. But it's also something different. Like, it's not, it's not, it doesn't seem to fall into a cookie cutter. And even Man of Steel, even though I wasn't a huge fan of that, none of us were huge fans of that movie, except for Jordan, who watches it every day. Yep. Uh, we, <laughs> we, um, it was, it was still at least trying for something new. That new didn't necessarily mesh with what you'd want to see with a Superman movie, as far as most of us are concerned. But at the same time, it at least strived to be something different. And something like this seems to be heading that direction again. And it's obviously rubbing people the wrong way for a good portion, I guess. I mean, it's not... The thing is, no one's not going to see that movie. That's that's the crazy thing about all this. No one's not going to see Batman v Superman. True. Have, have you guys seen this uh, article about... Uh... The Man of Steel and it brightening up the colors. Yeah, there's a whole video, like, yeah. say, about, like, they brightened up the colors for Man of Steel. Right, it looks a little bit almost more like the original Christopher Reeve version. Because you see primary colors, you see blue and red, as opposed to... That's what I kind of... Steel Man, blue and... One of the things I liked about Man of Steel was I liked the, the muted colors. I kind of liked that for the movie. I I mean, it's an interesting experiment. I can't say the movie would be better because of that. Uh, right, it's still I, the same movie. It's just more... Right. I have. It's not the visuals that concern, I mean, well, give or take the action stuff at the end, but not the visuals that concern me so much as the tone and approach to the movie where you have Superman, you know, the person that's Superman and fights for the American way being told by his father that he shouldn't save kids because that's stupid. I mean, that's that's not a movie I like very much, but um, it's stupid. That's not exactly what Kevin Costner said. That's exactly what he said. What are you talking about? No, don't don't help anybody. That, Hide he yourself. Says, he said something like, should I have not saved him? And he kind of shruggingly is like, maybe... Yeah, because he's Kevin Costner, you can't sell moments because he sucks. But, uh, <laughs> no, no, that's not true. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I liked Man of Steel. I think I totally I, forgot about that scene, but I agree with Eric. In the trailer, where he's where no, he's, just in the I movie help that, too. Should I help that guy? It's like, should I not have saved him? It's like, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so you wanted to to let these twelve-year-old kids die in a bus? Which that is just not which, the point. That's which not is, the point. That's, you gotta yes, look. it was because that's the that's the precursor to the bullshit like you, tornado scene that I hate you, so much. You, you either hide your powers or you save people, and that yeah. tornado scene's amazing. That tornado scene's terrible. No, nope, it's such, it's such manipulative, manipulative emotional nonsense. Well, okay, <laughs> I okay, wait, wait. I mean, yes, it's it's very melodramatic and stuff, but I gotta say, totally for a dog. <laughs> choked me up, man. Totally got me. I was just like, oh man, like no, you know, like no, I know that. Man, poor Man of Steel. See, Man of Steel is such an like, underdog. What was, what was the thing about the dog you said, Aaron? Kevin Costner tells Clark, who would be fully able to save the damn dog, to stay hot behind because old man Kevin Costner needs to do it himself to protect his son. Right. And what does that result in? Nothing, because he still becomes Superman. It doesn't mean anything. His, his death was in, in vain. No, no, that's not true. Oh, come on. We got to do a whole other podcast about this. That's <laughs> not true. Like, so what number are we at? We're at number one, but it's all oh, negative. Gosh. So who cares? Is there any doubt? <laughs> <laughs> no, no one doesn't have Avengers at number one. And no um, one is me. Trainwreck. Jordan, what's train number one? Uh, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Gotcha. <laughs> that looks Sam, amazing. Sam Rockwell doing it. Rosemary DeWitt, box office bonsai right there. Let's do the Dark Horses, because we both got to go soon, and because yeah. it's fun. Um, I'm going to read the other guys' box off, bo- uh, Dark Horses first. Adam has Mad Max, San Andreas, and Magic Mike XXL as his Dark Horses. Alan has Magic Mike, Fantastic Four, and Mad Max. Scott has Terminator. Scott has Terminator as a Dark Horse. Mad Max and Trainwreck as his Dark Horses. Jordan, what are your Dark Horse picks? I have uh, Terminator, 
Fantastic Four, and Insidious Three. Oh. Why don't you talk about that Insidious pick? Oh, I I think um, uh, people love the Insidious films, and Insidious Two did uh, pretty well, and um, I I think Insidious Three um, could be the, the best one chapter. Yeah, um, it, it looks the scariest from the trailers alone, so I, I think uh, it could do very well. Better than Poltergeist, I think. Insidious 3 is, what is that, like June? Like the first weekend of June, I think? I think so. Pretty sure. Yeah, June 5th. June 5th, okay. Peter, what are your Dark Horse picks? Trainwreck, Mad Max, Tomorrowland. Why don't you talk about Trainwreck? Trainwreck, I've just heard so many good things coming out of South by Southwest. Um, even though I am a little dubious of how well a Judd Apatow movie can do, but I do feel like... Knocked Up was number nine of 2007. Um, but funny people, that kind of died. What was This Is 40? Number 500? This is 40 was a Christmas movie. Oh, sorry. Okay. But so it wasn't around. I mean, I, I, but I'm hearing good things about Trainwreck and stuff, and I feel like Amy Schumer also, she's kind of on the rise. So I feel like that's the kind of movie that is going to be, might be bigger than we were thinking. And then obviously Mad Max and Tomorrowland, we've kind of discussed why I think hopefully they'll do better than we're thinking. Am I the only one that had Spy? <laughs> in my, in my thing at all. I'm going to get so screwed by Melissa McCarthy again. <laughs> <laughs> When did Funny People come out? I can't find this. 2012? Funny People was 2009, wasn't it? Nine? Yeah, I think that's 2009. It just did that bad? I can't find, I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> there it is, 24th of the summer. 51 million. Hmm. Um, yeah, um, I actually gotta go. I'm sorry to oh. interrupt. Okay. Well, sorry, Jordan. Jordan, uh, where, where can people find more of your work online? Um, uh, Facebook, Twitter, uh, why so blue sometimes? What's your Twitter? Uh, Am- uh, yeah, that's important, isn't it? Amsterdam chap. Okay. Jordan, right. thank, thank you. For thank you. Those. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Jordan. Bye, Jordan. Bye, Jordan. Good luck. Have a good day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, the Apatow brand, I have no idea. I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, honestly, for me, my, my, my other dark horses could have been Magic Mike, could have been Spy. You know, I just went with Trainwreck. I mean, so. My yeah. concern is if Trainwreck is like over two hours, I don't know if that translates to box office gold. True. You could be right about that. That's, so I, right. That's where I get hesitant. I have something to say about this. Go for it. So I, I've seen Trainwreck, and uh, it's it's very good. It's it's very much like a James L. Brooks movie. So it, it's more so it's that. Long. <laughs> it's But it, it, it doesn't feel long, though. It, it it's actually uh it has a lot of comedy but it's it's more of a like a dramedy and uh it i think it has more of the stamp of Amy Schumer on it than it does Judd Apatow uh it did not i did not put it in my dark horses but it is a good movie so i i think it i don't think it'll like make gangbuster business but i think it will do well i yeah i i say all, that's exactly why i don't have it in my Dark Horses are my top ten. He's like, I think I I think it will be good. It looks good. I like Apatow films for the most part. This is 40 is the only one that I didn't really like like that much, but I still have an appreciation for it. But uh, LeBron of- James is in it. He is so funny. LeBron James? Yes. <laughs> I forgot about that. He's he really good. Uh, totally playing against type. I mean, if he has a type, but because he's not an actor. I like but... seeing John Cena in the trailer. That kills me. But uh, yeah, he's funny too. Mark, what are your uh, Dark Horse picks? Uh, so I have Terminator, Tomorrowland, and Magic Mike. 
the the three T's. And Ma- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, not Magic Mike. <laughs> oh, no, exactly. Tomorrowland and Magic Mike. Let's talk about Magic Mike a little. Uh, well, just I mean, it you know, it's not uh directed by Soderbergh, so I don't know how good the movie will be, but. It, uh, but you know, I, yeah, I, you know, you don't, I think the there's Magic a built in audience for it. You don't look at the first Magic Mike and think, oh my god, Soderbergh's made a movie, let's see it. Like, it's because Channing Tatum's stripping in it, right? Yeah, it might actually deliver a little bit more of what some people wanted in the first film. Like, the first one actually, I thought, was actually a pretty good drama. We all agreed um, that it was a pretty good And this drama. one seems to be more playing up the kind of, you know, physical aspects of the movie. Which is, so, which we, to be fair, that's what the trailer seems to be selling. We can't necessarily. T- I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah. And I'm looking at the first. Although the first, the, mag- the first Magic Mike, the trailer sold the movie that I expected to see, which wasn't so much heavy emphasis on stripping. It was heavy emphasis on the these characters involved with you know that Soderbergh touch. It helps that you know we knew Soderbergh was the director in advance and everything. Like it, it had all had all the elements to show like this is a dramedy starring Channing Tatum as a stripper. Not this is a movie about stripping and you're going to be seeing nothing about stripping. But uh, the sequel, yeah, I have no idea. I I don't know what to think so far. But I mean, I it's a, it's a dark horse of mine as well. So I mean, I'm curious how, how well it can do. And it's Channing Tatum, you know, maybe maybe not Jupiter Ascending was the best call for him. <laughs> we'll see. Peter, he's you, got rollerblades in this one. It's gonna be amazing. Peter, are you a Magic Mike fan? I do. I like Magic Mike a lot. Um, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, the Soderbergh thing is weird for me. I don't think box office. You're right. They don't care. But they might care whether or not it gets good word of mouth, and I can't tell since he didn't direct it. So, well, did the first one get good word of mouth? Because the first one, as Mark was saying, it, I mean, it's more of a drama than a comedy, and certainly not focus, <coughs> the focus was certainly not on the stripping. Although Matthew, that Conway, was, I would, you know, when I wrote, the, I wrote the review, I did the review for E Online for uh for Magic Mike, and I gave it a B plus, and it was somewhat the reason was that. I had a thing where I was like, well, because of the trailers, everyone's thinking it's going to be this silly romp, and it really is more of a drama. But still, it was a hit, and people liked it. So, like, it was, yeah, in terms of the money it made, it was a hit. I'm just, I'm curious what the, I can't remember what the, I don't, you know, I don't care about cinema scores. I don't really focus on what that was, um, as far as what, what the. Oh, know, I forgot about the cinema. Yeah, I wonder what the cinema score was for Magic Mike. Yeah. Hey, what are your Dark Horse picks? Dark Horse picks are Terminator, Magic Mike, and. Paper Towns. What the heck is Paper Towns? I saw the poster for a second. What that's is from, that? That's from the guys that did uh, Fault in Our Stars. Fault right, Our that's Stars, what it yeah. said on the poster. Uh, that's what so it it's, is. It's another young adult movie. <laughs> it's another girl that another girl dying movie. Is that basically? well? It's I don't good. know. I've, I didn't really watch, or I haven't seen Fault in Our Stars. She yet, disappears. She disappears. Right, but it, it's geared toward that that audience. My only concern there is that it's not. There's no Shailene Woodley. There's no star there. I mean, mm. There's, it, it's just, it's, it's cashing in on the, the writer of, as opposed right. to this person that you love from this thing, or has been growing in popularity, is now in this thing. Like it, it's, it's not, you know, Shailene Woodley, who, you know, had a lot going in. This doesn't have that. This has, like, what, the co-star from Fallen Our Stars? The, I don't even, yeah, I don't know who's the, the fourth or fifth movie. build guy, and some girl with eyebrows that Courtney talks about a lot. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> But no, it's not a bad pick. I mean, it could be a breakout. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. That's why the Dark Horse. I have Magic Mike, Mad Max, and Entourage as my Dark Ah, Horse picks. Wow. Entourage. Now, you might poo-poo Entourage. Not a bad Dark Horse pick, might You might poo-poo this Entourage, but Sex and the City was the number seven film of the summer back in 2008. 
Sex and the City, which was off the air for a long time before making its way to the big screen. Entourage has that bro audience that people like to see in the Fast and Furious movies. I can I can easily see that transferring into box office ducats. You might be right, actually. I I forgot about Entourage, and I do know more people that I'm surprised that they're looking forward to seeing it. So you might be right. That actually, really? you know, people that are excited for that. Not excited. I know a lot of people that are excited for Entourage. Really? I don't know anybody. They're that's... not excited the way they are for Ultron, but they're like. But I remember people I work with were like, "Oh, hey, the new Entourage trailer is up today," and I was like, "And?" I was like, "Who cares?" But yeah, so maybe. Hmm. I. I'm basing it entirely off the popularity of Sex and the City. I think that if that if that could score, but big, except here, the only thing I would say, Aaron, is, is that, that that's a female audience thing. It's different. Yeah, because because it, but the because the bros you're talking about for Entourage, they have all these other movies to see that they're going to see anyways. So like, whereas with Sex and the City, it might have been that whole oh here's a lot of women really want to go see that. And they're here's gonna... a loose example of something that doesn't quite add up to me in my eyes so far, but I'm trying to work with it in my mind. I'm going to say it out loud. Who what was anyone like? I mean, people were obviously excited, but did anyone really care about Transformers last year? Because no. that made, that was huge. But do you like? Do you see people that just go to bat for saying Transformers is amazing and they can't wait to see it? No. <laughs> <laughs> like, yet it still was the inevitably. All, it well, was maybe, all of our, it was maybe all not in our circles, but there there definitely are. I mean, somehow that movie made money, so there are people out there it, that do. Of, of course, I know. I mean, they're always the, the number one or two movie of the summer. Like, I know Transformers Wait, how is much popular. Age of, how much did Age make? Uh, it was number two. It made 245. Obviously, it was diminishing returns. It still made a billion in change over, you know, worldwide. Right. But, I mean, you, that's also the fourth one. You have, you know, Dark of the Moon was, what the hell was that movie? Um, 352, Revenge of the Fallen was, the, the, like, the other three were all, like, number ones. Was, was, let's see, Revenge of the Fallen. Transformers had Trek the Third and Spider-Man Three ahead of it. It still made three hundred million dollars. Like, it feels like I feel like the box office. Wow, two thousand seven was crazy. Two thousand seven, Spider-Man Three, Shrek Three, Transformers, and Pirates all made over three hundred million dollars. See, whoa. <laughs> then Harry Potter was right behind it with two ninety two. I feel like we're in such a the last ten years, so much has changed because I feel like when I was a kid, the box office was always the biggest movies of the year were always the summer movies. But now, because of the winter movies, right now, the list that we're just making, that list could be altered. Well, because right now it's just summer. But if, if you were to do a, like, the entire year, there's like, you know, Hunger Games and Star Wars. And, cause I, cause when you talk about Age of Extinction, and you say 245, the reason I'm not remembering that is because there are a lot of movies that came out in the holiday season that bumped it from its number two slot, right? Well, Guardians. I mean, that did it. Well, Guardians is number one. Well, no, Sniper's number one. Well, right? yeah, now, yeah. Now, right. Uh, but, like, yeah, it's interesting. But, I mean, I, I pull up the Transformers thing because that's the audience that want, would want to see Entourage as well. Or at least it, it's kind of a... Yes, yeah. It's a, but it's a similar... And I understand there's kids that like the Transformers movie, too, and that obviously contributes a lot, which is why that's... that's what. It's not like I'm saying Entourage could be a dark horse, as in it's going to be number two of the summer. But I think Entourage... It has that kind of, like, not necessarily your circles, but it ha I think it has that kind of strong appeal as a like, show people all watched on HBO that they really like because it's, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's an enjoyable bro comedy that people would be excited to see a whole movie about. Again, it's a Dark Horse pick. It could be nowhere near anything, but I can still see it as one of these breakouts. Right. In the same way where Transformer is not a breakout, obviously, but it's, 
it's a movie that, you know, no one really, you don't really hear people saying that was great, but at the same time, it inexplicably makes all of that money. And not even inexplicably, you understand that there's a certain crowd for it. Right, absolutely. I think it's just to a much lesser degree, Entourage could have that same kind of appeal. I agree. There's a lot of talk about Entourage. (laughs) 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 Of course, I'm the guy that has Spy in my top ten list, so what the hell do I know? What what, what am I saying? That that could be big. It's possible. Um, Anything else, guys? That we can talk about here. One thing I was kind of curious, just going around the room, uh, the over under, since we all picked Avengers Age of Ultron as the number one movie of the summer, do we think it'll be over or under what the first Avengers made? The first Avenger made $623 million here. That's insane. Um, Typically sequels do not do as well, the exception of course being The Dark Knight, right? There's, it depends on movies. Some of them have bigger opening weekends, but yes, do fall short of the original. Uh, others become breakout. Be just as big. Just big will need two. Um, it's another. It's a pretty good example of that. Um, it's a great example of that. So actually. what do you guys? Um, but, uh, I mean, is, is is there anybody here that thinks it's going to make seven hundred million? Like, no. no, nobody thinks that. I can't I don't. see that happening. Does anybody think it's going to make only five hundred million? Only is a fun word to use. <laughs> I know. Only <laughs> I think it'll, I'm thinking it'll do over five. Okay. Entertainment Weekly picked it at five five hundred and fifty million, and I was like, at first, I was like, that seems really low, but maybe that's right. Maybe it won't be as big as the first one. I... It's the exact same length, so that's not an issue. Um, it has all the all the same characters and more. So it's not. Definitely it's not, not as well reviewed though. The number it was in at like eighty percent right now at Rotten Tomatoes compared to the ninety two percent that it was the first one. Yeah, but that's in a world where reviews matter. Um, yeah. With a movie like Avengers, um, and I can you know throw Transformers in your face all over again on that one. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's critic proof as far as that that's true. goes. Um, well, Aaron, you've seen it, so do you feel that it'll make the same or? It's when we talk about numbers that have five and six at the beginning of them for you know nine digit numbers, it's really hard to say at that point. So I mean, it'll no doubt make over four hundred million. That's for sure. Will it make over five hundred million? Probably. Will it? You know, the the Fandango pre-release sales are certainly the highest ever. I know that. So um, six hundred twenty-three million dollars is a very large number to say out loud, and it's a very large number to comprehend as far as what can this. Can this movie match a number like that? Um, no, I mean, we're talking biggest movies ever now, so it's it's incredibly hard to predict something like that. Can it do that? It's out, I wouldn't say it's outside of the realm of possibility. Will it do that? I wouldn't be as competent in that. I, I don't know what contributes to my thoughts on that, uh, especially because 2012, when the first one came out, it's not like that was a non-crowded summer either. There were movies coming out week after week after week in that summer. So... I mean, including a Batman movie and a Spider-Man movie. So I, mean, this... I don't know. Like, there's a part of me, there's a part of me that feels like it could reach that number, and then there's another part of me that feels like the, the Sony big... has Men in Black. By the way, I forgot about that franchise. Oh, that's true. Uh, the other, the other thing is, I keep thinking that Star Wars is going to be way bigger than I thought it was going to be. Because um, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, but I keep thinking that people are more marvel crazy than star wars crazy but then well you got i mean there's a there's a separation of you know years between when marvel movies took off versus when the last star wars movie was out people just need to you know star wars comes out in christmas people get get reignited about this which is what's happened clearly i mean people are really excited now about star wars because they're actually seeing stuff from it 
it's not just us movie geeks that like know that it's going to happen at some point. Now we're actually seeing the trailers, right? Right, 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 right. So I don't know. I'm going anyway, to. So, gonna... Peter, what do you think we'll do more, Avengers or Star Wars? Ugh, I'm going to go think, with. I think. Star I'm going to go. Wait, what? I think Star Wars. I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to say Star Wars, but. I feel like that heart's going to get broken and it's going to be Avengers, but. I think, I think Star Wars is in a perfect position at Christmas where, you know, giant movies have literally left that alone because they know how big it's going to be. As opposed to years where they just kept it the same, like Ghost Protocol and, um, what the hell was it? And, is Star uh, Wars, can we count Star Wars as an underdog? No, I'm no. just, a dark horse, oh. if you will. No, I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. <laughs> or like, what, what was it? Like Sherlock and Avatar. Like, just think, I mean, I think Star Wars is in a, it's in that Christmas slot. It's gonna have the legs that it's gonna carry it all the way. Like, it's not gonna leave the theater forever. Like, I just, I, 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 be weird. It would be weird if Star Wars was big enough that it lasted until the first big, huge spring movie. Like, if it could go from December, January, February. I would, I'm saying, I won't be surprised by that. It's, I mean, it has, it's like, I mean, Avatar never existed before that came out. And yet that movie did that. So, like, why wouldn't Star Wars, which is the biggest franchise ever, which is bringing in everybody, <laughs> everybody will be seeing Star Wars. I don't it's, know. I it's in 3D. That, keep... It's in IMAX. It has everything going on. I just on. keep thinking that the kids are the kids these days are more interested in Marvel. The kids than that Star Wars. watch the, the Clone Wars TV shows and buy Star Wars stuff and dress up as stormtroopers, those kids. Oh, that's the, true. The kids that see everything Star Wars, even though there hasn't been a movie since they've been born. That's, those kids love Star Wars. That's a good <laughs> I guess I was the, when I said kids. I guess I meant the. I didn't mean real kids. I meant like the twenty, <laughs> the twenty-something college people that I work That's with. That's not kids at all. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. But they're like, they're like the new movie fans. They're the aha, Avengers is everything. Star Wars, who cares? And I'm like, really, Star Wars, who cares? Like, so they that surprises me. Um, but you're right. I think it'll be the, those those twenty year olds grew up watching those prequels, thinking those are better than the originals. No, wait, what? <laughs> that's an audience that's out there. I'm not kidding you. No, I always feel like everyone hates the prequels. I like the prequels, actually, but I always feel like everyone hates the prequels. There's a good, there's that young crowd that saw those movies when they were, you know, seven, eight, nine, that are now 20 or whatever, that saw Phantom Menace and were like, this is great. And they watch those old ones, they're like, these are stuffy and there's just Muppets. Like, why do I care? Like, that's what they, <laughs> that's, that's what they think. Yeah, I felt like when those prequels came out, at the time, people loved them. Yeah, and then over huge. time, people have grown to hate them. That's because I, the internet's grown over time. That's, that's where the thing is. True. I mean, it's, people have a, they have a mouthpiece where they can say anything they want to. But yes, I mean, those movies were huge. I mean, Star Attack of the Clones, number two of the summer, 302. Uh, we know Phantom Menace is like the biggest thing of all time. 400, yeah. 400 like... million and 99, which is crazy. Uh, Revenge of the Sith, 380, number one of the summer. I mean, they and yes, I, I know what you're saying, Mark, in terms of like their kind of, their legacy as not like held up in the same way, but, uh, but it's, I, People can poo-poo things all they want to. They still see them. <laughs> and this and this movie will... It's hard to say. It will most assuredly be better than all those prequels. But at the same time, I think that's what a lot of the faith is right now. Where it's like J.J. Abrams is not only making a new Star Wars movie. He's making one that's going to wash the taste out of these prequels that we all, wait, lined wait, wait, up, wait. That we all lined up days in advance to see out of our mouth. But are you... The guy who made it Into Darkness, you think is going to make a better movie than the prequels? The <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not, I, like, I'm, not, I love... I, I'm not saying that it's dark. I'm not saying that it's going to be better. I'm saying oh. that people are going to see this movie. It's okay. not about quality. And I mean, yes, I, I really I'm, hope. I'm, that I'm, the, I'm, I'm, I, 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 
you say this. It's Star Trek Into Darkness. You don't like it. Uh, apparently, that's what I'm reading from you. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of it. Mark, you loved Into Darkness. That movie made a ton of money, and it was really well reviewed. Like it's it's what it, 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 it did. Really I thought well. it, I thought Star Trek was great, so I'm hoping that which also made a lot of money. Right, I'm hoping that and also was well reviewed. I'm hoping that J.J. Abrams, like I tend to think of him as a person who, when something is new and shiny, he puts everything into it. So like, I'm happy that he's doing the first Star Wars movie, but not the second, because I'm like, because I feel like we would get into darkness again. At the same time, you've. You you haven't seen the Star Wars movie to really know if you want to see. No, but I feel I feel like, but in a weird way, I feel like I have. I feel like his version of Star Trek was almost like his audition for Star Wars, which is fair. And I have that same issue, or whatever you want to call it. At the same time, they're entertaining movies for the most part. I mean, eighty-seven percent of Rotten Tomatoes for Star Trek: Into Darkness. By the way, just pulling that back up there. Eighty-seven percent. I said it was well reviewed. I I didn't. Oh, you're right. All right. I guess that. Okay. (laughs) But wait, wait, Aaron, actually, I'm sorry, I have to go. I know. Um, I'm surprised you're still on. (laughs) I know, but it was really great talking to you guys, and um, yeah, just wanted to... Where can people find more of your work online, Peter? Uh, Right now, I'm writing for Game Revolution. Okay. Video games. And you're Pajamo on Twitter? I am Pajamo on Twitter. Okay. All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, now that that Peter guy's gone, he's still on the line. No, he's not. Um, (laughs) What else, guys? Anything else? What are you looking forward to this summer, Mark? I am kind of curious about that uh, Southpaw film with Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, I don't know, maybe Aloha. I'm always more into the smaller pictures, the more drama-driven uh, type things. I am actually, in, as far as the big tentpole pictures, yeah, I am... Let's get away from Hardhouse Mark for a second. Let's look oh, at okay. the movies on your list of these, of these blockbusters. What are, you, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, uh, so uh, Mad Max. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, but yeah, Ant-Man. I, I, I'm, I have, uh, open expectations for that. I, I, I like Paul Rudd, actually. So I, I think that's kind of an inspired choice for a superhero. Abe? Uh, I'm really looking forward to Inside Out, actually. Probably because I haven't really seen, well, there have been Pixar movies, but there's not really been an original. They've been kind of sequels and whatever else for a while, but really, really looking forward to see if it's, uh, gonna be up to par, I believe. Avengers on your mind at all? Neither it is, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's coming out next week and I'm really excited to see it. I mean, there's no, there's no question. Yeah, but, I already have my tickets actually, so. <laughs> okay. But, you know, in terms of other films that are coming out, you know, there's ones that I are gonna I be hits. I think I know what I'm gonna get with that. Like, yeah, I, there, there's I, ones that are gonna be hits and that you know are gonna be fun and exciting and, and well reviewed, but, uh, those question mark ones where I, I have them high on my top ten, you know, those are, a little bit more interesting. But again, Pixar, I, I root for them. You know, I, I root for the emotional Pixar stuff where they hit home for parents and children. Um, and I hope that Inside Out is a, is a good movie. Yeah, I'm all about Mad Max. You know that. And Tomorrowland. I mean, tomorrow, I mean, these. That too. They, they look great. I have no, I have nothing to gripe about. And Mission Impossible. I'm a huge Mission Impossible fan. So, I mean, another one of those. Yes. But I feel as though it's going to do well. It's not a matter of well or not. I'm just asking what you're excited for. Yeah, that's true. I'm excited for everything then. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at my list. The only movie I'm not like excited for is Minions, and yeah, I guess same. to a lesser degree, Spy, just because I you know haven't responded well to the film I mean, like, McCarthy in the past. Yeah, ones that I'm not so much looking forward to are something your Dark Horse, which is Entourage, because I've never seen the show. Um, yeah. I've so, never seen an episode. Stuff like that. Well, but I mean, like, I mean you're, then you're indifferent. Like, you have no reason to yeah. either way. <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to ask me if I was excited about uh, Trainwreck, 
yeah, you know, I like Amy Schumer. I like the trailers. I like Bill Hader. Um, yeah, that that would have been actually one of my anticipated films if I hadn't already seen it. I, I it was it, I was excited to see it, and and it it pretty much lived up to my expectations. Yeah, same thing with Aloha, right? You know, it's a Cameron Crowe film, but it uh, looks like it's got some good performances. Hopefully, I mean, I hope that Alec Baldwin is in only for a minute, and that he only he does ridiculous Alec Baldwin things like Jack uh, in Thirty Rock. Regardless of the quality, uh, I, I mean, I think Cameron Crowe films, they tend to get good performances regardless. Like, sure. It's, it's, yeah. it's more of just what the narrative is overall. And I can't, I can't say I really disliked any Cameron Crowe Although films. I didn't see Elizabethtown. Elizabethtown's like, that's like the outlier, I would say, okay. all those, for various reasons. Um, but, I mean, I'm generally confident in what Cameron Crowe has to offer. It'll definitely have a good soundtrack. He's good at that. That's for sure. Sure. Uh, maybe other thoughts on things before we wrap up here. I'm basically gonna win. I'm just saying it right now. Okay. Actually, I will say, uh, Abe, your list is much better this year. <laughs> no. <So> kudos <laughs> to you. There's, there's none of those really crazy kooky well, picks. I mean, and I don't, this isn't really a bad choice, but I, the Paper Towns was a little bit like I had to look that up. Like, well, what's a dark that? horse though? I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. Dark horse. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's no million it's, dollar it's, arm. Yeah, it's no million dollar arm. Exactly what I was gonna say. <laughs> But um, we'll see. I mean, yeah, looking at your list, I mean, Jurassic World's a little low, who would say. But uh, for me or Mark, for you, <laughs> who knows? But number four, yeah, I, I have it. At, I have it at number two. Yeah, people if, have it. Like, if number really two high. is too low, then. But we'll see. I'm excited. And you're counting on that pixels. So. Yeah, we'll see. All of this counts. It doesn't matter. Number nine. Is you number were, one? Abe, you're the only one who I think. Put so pixels. pixels Scott has it as number. Scott and Jordan both have it at eight. Actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, with Scott Menace on my side, you know, you can't be wrong. Well, he has pixels. Then in parentheses, it says, "Hope Abe doesn't choose the same." I don't. So I don't. Know ah, that means, but, damn it, Scott, my nemesis. I I feel like our biggest question mark of all of these is Ant Man. I'm so curious. What that's the one that seems as though it's been all over the top ten. Yeah. All right. Well. With all that said, I think that's going to do it for this week's episode about now it's Baron and Abe. Uh, you can find more of my work at thecodazeek.com. You can find written movie reviews there, as well as at uh, Rant Hollywood. I'm writing all kinds of movie stuff there. And my Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash thecodazeek, you can find everything that I do over there. Uh, Mark Hoban, where can people find more of your work? Uh, you can find more of my work on my personal blog, fastfilmreviews.com. And you can also follow me on Twitter at... Mark underscore Hoban. Abe? Find more fun stuff over at walrusmoose.boxbody.com and twitter.com slash walrusmoose hashtag Aaron's PS4. Alright, so you can find all the other episodes about now there and Abe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podomatic, anywhere you can find. Facebook, find us, Google search us, give us a review rating, all that stuff. All that stuff, yes. Uh, it's great. I know there's been, it's been a little slapdash because of the top ten nature of things. It makes it a little different, but Hope you guys enjoy listening to us talk about what we think are going to be the top ten films of the summer and you know, all the stuff that went with it. And, um, yeah, we will we will revisit this show at the end of the summer. So <laughs> we'll find out. Um, when I get Jose and Maxwell's list, by the way, I'll read those on the next week's show as well, which is going to be Avengers, by the way. That's yeah. That's going to be a movie we're talking about. Um, Taking off the summer. That's next week's show. Should be a lot of fun to talk about. And, uh, yeah, so with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thank you, Mark, for sticking Thank with you, us Mark. the whole way through. Yeah, thanks for having me. Not like those other losers that dropped out early. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, until next time, so long. And goodbye.